0: Albert Einstein was quoted as saying, Wisdom is not a product of schooling, but of the lifelong attempt to acquire it. Earlier uh, in the summer, uh, Ryan had sent out an email to, I- I'm not sure who all, I know I was on the, the list, and I failed to respond to you. And I apologize for that. Um, what he was doing was re- requesting that maybe throughout the summer, uh, we have some, uh, on Sunday nights, have... Um, some guys present lessons on uh, basically just maybe different pieces of wisdom or uh, things that maybe you sayings that you heard uh, growing up or maybe experiences or stories uh, tying in with the the theme of the year of training up a child um, and so I failed to uh, to respond to that, and I thought tonight i 'm going to kind of take that that model um, and uh, kind of use that, um, and and go through a couple of, of different um, either experiences that I've had or um, phrases that I've heard uh, that I think have some strong uh, spiritual um, application to them when you when you stop and think about them. Uh, so I hope tonight's lesson will be uh, something encouraging, it might even be a little humorous at times, um, but uh, I hope that the, uh, the things we talk about tonight will be something that uh, will be good to to think on. <clears throat> the first one that I'm going to start with is not really uh, a, a saying uh, that was even directed at me. It was kind of directed at my, my sister. Um, by my father, who would tell her she would be washing the dishes. Don't ask me how. Sometimes somehow I was able to usually get out of washing the dishes, but my sister wasn't so uh, lucky. But my dad would make comments to her about, uh, "You gotta take this washing dishes seriously, uh, because people are gonna make a judgment on you." Um, and so even doing something. You know, a, a, a task such as washing the dishes, you need to do well uh, because people are going to uh, to make a judgment uh, on you on how well you do things. Um, <clears throat> and so, as I that was something that that always, while well, it wasn't a comment that was necessarily directed at me, it was something that always kind of stuck in the back of my uh, mind as far as uh, how I uh, approach things. And I think there's two. Lessons that I take uh, from that, and I'd like to uh, turn our attention to one of them, uh, Luke chapter sixteen. Uh, many of us are familiar with uh, this passage, this parable of the dishonest manager. There was this rich man, and he had a manager who had squandered uh, his his possessions, um, and it's it's mentioned uh, in verse ten. Uh, it says, The one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? <clears throat> and if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give that which is your own? And so one of the things that I take from from that is just the, the idea of if you want... Things that are bigger, or you want things that are are better, maybe than your current state. It's important uh, to do the little things well, and that's not just you know, a recommendation for maybe young people. That that's true for all of us. That's true for me in my job. If I want to maybe get promoted, I need to be able to do uh, maybe some smaller things, and I need to be able to to, to do them well. And, and so I think that's something that uh, that I always took away from uh, that instruction that that my father uh, would uh, again uh, provide to my sister, usually. But um, <clears throat> some, there's something else that uh, comes to mind when I think about because uh, we we joke about that uh, in our house um, at, at different times uh, between my my sister and I, um, but. Um, the way that we handle things, the way we do things, says something about us. And it can also say something perhaps about God as others are uh, watching us, and they are going to make a judgment about us. Um, a <clears throat> passage that comes to mind is, is Titus uh, in the second chapter, where Paul is, is giving uh, instruction uh, really to to younger men, In verse 6 of chapter 2, he writes, Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may uh, be able to put you to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. I like that um, wording that Paul has there about... Uh, a model of good works, and so how do we how do we handle things? What does how we handle things? What does that say about us? Because cert- people are certainly going to be paying attention uh, to us, and so let's give them something positive to say about us. <clears throat> well, another, uh, and these are in not necessarily in any particular order. Um, but there's a, a a coworker that I had um, a few years back, and he uh, he had a phrase that that he uh, mentioned to me. I don't even remember how it came up in some of our discussions, but he said, um, "You got to pray like it depends on God, and you got to work like it depends on you," and that was something that. Uh, has kind of stuck with me over, over the last uh, few years. Pray like it depends on God. Work like it depends on you. This is a statement that uh, suggests a faith uh, and a trust in God. And certainly we, we see that idea uh, at different times, certainly uh, throughout Scripture. An example that uh, certainly comes to mind uh, for me is thinking about Abraham. Genesis chapter 22, you remember that um, God puts Abraham to the test, and he wants him to offer his only son, Isaac. <clears throat> Starting in verse 4 of chapter 22, it says, On the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. And I think most of us are familiar with, with this story, how Abraham is about to go through with this act, this command that God had given to him. He's going to offer um, his only son, Isaac. Uh, and just imagine what, what that um, uh, must have been like um, just unimaginable, and obviously uh, as as you know the story um, <clears throat> Abraham is is stopped from from doing this um, and um, he uh, he winds up calling this place the Lord will provide and I think about different times where i've been uh, maybe uneasy or or, or unsure or Things like that and this passage is something that comes to mind that uh, god God will uh, provide another passage that, that comes to mind i won 't uh, turn right now, but first Peter chapter five, where Peter uh, encourages us to cast our cares upon God uh, verses uh, six six through seven so that that statement there's a there 's a component of Having faith in God and, and a trust in God, but there's also a uh, point of, of that um, of that phrase that suggests that I have responsibility uh, with with certain things, um, and so it's it's I, I trust in God, I pray uh, to God, but then there are times and and certain things and situations that it requires me to take action as well. Um, in our house, uh, growing up, uh, it was kind of a, a little bit of a joke with uh, friends of mine. Uh, it wasn't uncommon to hear my dad uh, talk about slugs. Uh, there was often uh, you know, uh, comments uh, that person is acting like a slug, or don't be a slug. Um, and I always thought that was uh, kind of funny, but it um, uh, you know certainly left a uh, uh, an impression on me. And it's and it's in fact uh, one that that is biblical. Uh, if you turn to Proverbs, the uh, the sixth chapter. Mm-mm. armed man. And so I have responsibilities that I need to to take ownership of. I trust in God, I believe in God, but then I also combine that with uh, my my own uh, responsibilities. to think about this passion, I think about the, the passage or, um, or the sermon that Ryan gave um, a few weeks back on uh, the woman of Proverbs chapter 31 and just how industrious she was, and how that is, is something that we see as a biblical concept of of being uh, industrious uh, and and um, you know taking taking ownership. There's a lot of benefits uh, to you know for us in in doing that. We provide for uh, our needs. We provide options for ourselves. Uh, so you're thinking about as a maybe a younger person. You're thinking about. Um, you know my, what you might uh, be doing in, in the future. Um, there's, there's preparation and there's, there's training that uh, you may have to um, go through as well that provides options uh, in addition to stability for you. Also, think about the benefit to society. Uh, when you think about just people um, that take ownership of, of things and provide for and take care of things, if everybody... Did the opposite, you know, we'd have a huge problem. Um, and so that's, that's not uh, what God uh, desires for, for mankind. But pray like it depends on God. Work like it depends on you. <clears throat> Next one that I want to talk about um, comes from my, my high school days. Um, I had a, a football coach that had he did have a a phrase uh, that he mentioned to us over and over and over again, uh, and it's kind of interesting as I as I think back and I I consider that that time. Uh, I mean, it started uh, in our summer uh, practices and, and conditioning, uh, and it went through the entire season. Uh, and he had this this phrase that he said, "You get better or you get worse, but you never stay the same," and. That was a, uh, almost became a little bit of a theme um, for that, that team that I was on. And so we were constantly challenging ourselves in, in different things to each day be trying to, to get better, uh, to tr- trying to uh, improve. And of course, he was, would frequently uh, have this, this statement to, to remind us uh, of, of that thought um, and so it was certainly motivating to me um, at that time. Um, but as I think about that, it's a very um, biblical concept. I think we see that uh, in what P- uh, Peter wrote in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, in a passage that uh, we're all, uh, I think most of us are very familiar with. But think about... These things that that Peter writes here, starting in verse 5, he says, "...for this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly kindness." application to that statement in, in, in many ways uh, within, our, within our life and, and certainly improving ourselves. In and in certainly from a spiritual perspective, I see, I think I see this in the, this passage that Peter wrote. Not that we're perfect all the time. We know that's not going to be the case. But we have a mindset of constantly uh, trying to uh, add these qualities, be improving um, in, in these qualities. Um, the fact that he he talks about this, uh, and he says, if you're not doing these things, you've forgotten what was done for you, and that's a that is a, at least in my opinion, a very uh, humbling uh, thought that that can make you stop and 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 think, uh, and maybe reevaluate things. <clears throat> All right, the uh, next. Uh, Experience I want to share with you. Um, This involves Angel. Um, And uh, we were at my parents' house uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, This was, I believe, our first... year of of marriage, and she came home um, the Friday after Thanksgiving. She had gone out uh, doing some shopping and stuff with my mom and my sister and she came back. She was very excited about uh, some Christmas decorations that she uh, acquired uh, they 're called Billy buttons if you don 't know about that, you can ask her about that, but she was incredibly excited about this, and she came into the house she was all excited and Let's just say I didn't uh, respond with the uh, appropriate enthusiasm for Billy Buttons. And she had a few things to say about that, and she kind of stormed through the, uh, the living room. And my dad was there, and he just turns to me and he goes, well, did we learn something from that? <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, I sit back and I, I think about that experience. And it, it's funny, again, something that we, we joke about. In my family, but I think there's a spiritual thought that uh, can can be there, and, and this is uh, certainly maybe uh, you know if you're younger, you're, you're not, you may not be thinking about marriage, but uh, at some point, uh, you know that may be something that that you're considering. And It reminds me of instruction that uh, Peter gives. First um, <clears throat> Peter. Uh, chapter three verse seven as he 's talking about relationships with with husbands and wives, and he he makes this statement specifically to husbands and and so I think uh, this is something that men we need to uh, really take notice of and and uh, I, I think this is true for both uh husbands and wives but do I you mean he? He directs this specifically to husbands. And he says in verse 7 Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor uh, to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. And there is a lot that can be applied when you think about, if you take time to think about what does that look like? What does that mean? there is much that that can be applied, both both for husbands uh, and wives. But um, thinking about knowing what pleases them, knowing what motivates them, understanding their fears, their dreams, their passions, uh, and and so I would say, you know, study each other, know each other, and put that knowledge to use. So I think people that that are able to do that. The people that I uh, uh, couples that I know of and, and can think of uh, that and I go, man they have a great life together, a great marriage. I think they do the, these types of of things, and, and there 's there's cer- certainly uh, a lot of value um, in in doing in doing that i 'd like to share another uh, this wasn 't um, necessarily uh, an experience. That I had. This is more um, kind of coming from from Angel, but um, her grandfather uh, served in uh, World War II, served in, in Japan, uh, and I'd always thought it uh, was interesting. He um, he dealt with Alzheimer's, um, but if you sat down and talked to him. Um, he could tell you details of World War II like it was yesterday. Um, and she shared something with me uh, <coughs> that uh, I thought I'd include in, in the, uh, the message for tonight is was you know, many people that served uh, in World War II, uh, if you talk to them, they don't have exactly a, uh, a liking for uh, Japanese. And I mean, you know, just as humans as as uh, men and, and women you know that can be somewhat understandable uh, and her grandfather was wasn 't any different in that he he had uh, a, a distaste um, for Japanese, um, but a few years after the war, uh, he winded up uh, actually working with a uh, a Japanese person who, um, you know, they got to, to know each other um, and uh, they, they got to learn a bit about each other. And um, this individual said to her, her grandfather, he said, I, I was so thankful uh, that the war came to an end because I was slated uh, to be a Kamikaze Kaze pilot. And uh, you know that that uh, I think her grandfather emphasized to her that you know I got to know this person, and it changed things. Um, and it brings to mind for me uh, the golden rule that is recorded in in Matthew chapter seven, where Jesus said, "So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them." For this is the law and the prophets. And you just think about a simple statement like that. What kind of impact that can have? What can that have in our homes? What kind of impact can that have in our church? What kind of impact that can have in the workplace or in uh, the school or on a, an organization, communities, nations, changes things when we know people. And so take that as, as a lesson when you think about you know, just different relationships that you have or or maybe the way you've been treated uh, at, at different times. All right, I think we've got two more that I'm going to share and, and then the, uh, the lesson will be um, complete tonight. But... Uh, another thing from, uh, uh, is a, a poem that I uh, acquired when I was in high school. I'm going to r- read it here in just a minute. Um, so again, I think it has some spiritual connotation. It'll bring up a couple of passages that at least come to mind uh, for me. But um, the, uh, the title of the poem uh, is called Don't Quit. Uh, and it's, The author, I believe, is is unknown. At least every copy I've seen uh, suggests that. Um, But, you know, we live in a society where quitting can be a bit of a a default. Uh, When things get difficult, when things get hard, I just quit. Or I won't see something through uh, to the end when when difficulties uh, arise. Um, And... You know, while that may be the easy thing to do, that's not always the best thing or the right thing. And sometimes we have to be willing to go through uh, a little bit of, of pain um, for what might be best or, or what might be right. And so I'd, I'd like to uh, share this uh, poem with you. Again, this is something that I got I came across it when I was in high school, and I've referred to it. You know, at different times, I've always had a copy of it, um, and uh, it's been something that's uh, been motivational uh, to me, certainly. Um, it says, When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, and every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure turns about, when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your are hardest hit. It's when things seem worse that you must not quit. I think there are some things from the book of Proverbs that um, at least echo this thought uh, to some degree. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, which uh, has really become um, probably my favorite, uh, most motivating uh, passage. I think I've shared that with People, maybe kids in the high school class, but um, in verse five and six, it says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths." Also, Proverbs chapter twenty-four. Um, this verse here that I think really resonates with with this poem that we just looked at. I think it's interesting, this, this description that's, that's given here. Um, it says, <clears throat> actually, I'll start in verse 15 where it says, Lie not in wait at a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous. Do no violence to his home. For the righteous falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in times of calamity. That idea of the righteous falling seven times but continuing to get up, continuing to strive, uh, to, uh, to excel, to, to pursue. And certainly, this idea can be applied in, in so many things, um, uh, both from a spiritual standpoint, from a physical standpoint, but don't quit. All right. And the final, the final one that I want to mention tonight, and, and it will tie into uh, the invitation. Um, in, uh, if you know Angel, she likes to read. Um, and I have not read this, but uh, it was, um, I was talking to her about what I was going to be talking about, and she mentioned this uh, line from um, one of the Anne of Green Gables books. And it says, tomorrow is always fresh with no mistake. And uh, I thought about that, uh, and I thought, there is, at least for me, something very um, exhilarating, uh, powerful um, at the start of a new day. Um, You can have things be terrible the day before But a new day brings hope. Um, I I used to never really consider myself a morning person. I still don't know that I'd consider myself a morning person. But I certainly have found that that may be my most productive period of the day. So if I really need to focus in on things, if I really need to get something done, I'm getting up early. Um, Sometimes that's four, sometimes it's five. It can vary, but... If I got to get something done, you can you can believe that I'm going to be up early. Um, it's a, a time of quiet when I can think and reflect. Um, it's it's uh, but but beyond that, I don't know. There's just something about getting up early, seeing the sun rise, and it's this idea of freshness and of hope um, that a, that a new day brings. And certainly, um, you know, I think, that's, I think that's inspiring when you think about things um, and maybe you are having you know, problems or, or challenges um, and, and just thinking that, you know what, Tomorrow's a new day. Things could change tomorrow. Tomorrow could be completely different. It brings hope. And certainly when we think about spiritual things, Hope is throughout the entire Bible, specifically because of Jesus. Jesus brings hope to mankind. I'd like to finish tonight with with one with one more passage from First Peter chapter one. God has prepared an inheritance that does not that's imperishable, it that does not fade away. We have a living hope because Jesus Christ rose from the grave, victorious. So that gives us a confidence, gives us a hope um, in what Jesus did for us. So you may be in the audience tonight, um, knowing that perhaps your life has is not where it needs to be. Maybe you've um, never become obedient to the gospel, uh, but you know that you're separated from God. Um, that can be changed tonight uh, by becoming obedient. To the gospel call and, and becoming baptized and becoming a, a Christian uh, tonight, because of what Jesus did. You might be in the audience tonight, and maybe you've made that commitment. You've made that choice to obey the gospel, but there's been different things that have um, that have come up that have changed where you're at spiritually. And maybe maybe you're not uh, worth. Things need to be right now with God. You too can change that tonight. Um, that's something that that needs to be brought forward to you before the congregation. We can we can uh, pray for you and with you. And uh, so, if you're subject to the invitation, please come forward as we stand and as we sing.